Saturday night is going in my favor. Technically, it's Sunday morning. I'm uh, saving. to 60, that's how quick life pass, that's why I stay tipping, twisted off nightcaps, liquor don't fight fair to sneak up on you, fuck trying to keep it balanced, I enjoy a challenge, send another round, so right from crown, I have back again this week for part two of our discussion, freelance journalist and TV producer Jacqueline F. Fuller. Last week we discussed career development, but this week I wanted to turn the focus on a somewhat old topic and that's Bill Cosby. But before we do that, let me introduce Jackie. I think I should be introducing her by the name she goes by professionally, Jacqueline F. Fuller. Well, she's a communications professional and freelance writer for the Washington Informer newspaper covering religious news in the African-American community. Jacqueline also is an alumnus of Marymount University with a degree in communications in 2016, she was acknowledged by the Interfaith Conference of Metropolitan Washington as an emerging leader for her work in religious communications. She's worked for various nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C., and she's a member of numerous professional and community organizations to include Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, National Association of Black Journalists, Society of Professional Journalists, and the Religion Communicators Council, and served as their national president from 2019 through 2021. So, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I know that the Bill Cosby thing is, I don't feel it's old news. And the reason why I don't feel it's old news is because a lot of the implications around the Bill Cosby trial um are still going on, has been going on, you know, not just what Bill Cosby was accused of, but also um, how our court systems sort of kind of are. And it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, conversations that are in, in that are, are sort of a part of this Bill Cosby conversation, you know, with African-Americans and the court system, how the rich are sort of, are treated differently, the rich and famous. Um, and also from my perspective, I'm a spiritual person. We're both very spiritual people, the spiritual implications of it as well. So I think these different conversations are all a piece of this, you know, and the innocent project, um, you know, how the court system is how being poor and black in this country is a crime in itself, right? And also just karma, <laughs> you know, like you do bad, you get bad. So all these sort of things are all intertwined into this conversation about Bill Cosby. So it's just not an open book situation. So it's something that has to be sort of dissected. And is everyone dissecting it? You know, I don't know. I don't tune in to get this overload of news. So I have to take it from, you know, bits and pieces. But this is our conversation and our perspective on this topic. So this is 
Um, so we're inviting you in <laughs> to hear <laughs> our perspectives on this. So how do you feel when you first heard the news that Bill Cosby um, was um, his... Um, his oh, when it was overturned? His conviction was overturned. Yes, exactly. His conviction. Okay. When you first heard that his conviction was overturned, what were your thoughts? Okay. And as always, I'm giving my opinion and I'm mm-hmm. not a lawyer and I'm not giving legal advice. <laughs> right. I just I'm not provide, one either. <laughs> I provide perspective. I'm going to give a perspective, I guess, because of my media background and just reference um, articles and things as need be um, since it was co- covered in the press. Um, honestly, I wasn't surprised um, mm. that it was overturned because particularly because of what happened as uh, we know that... Um, the information was um, with the case was presented in a way where it, it should have not been um, set up for Cosby to even be um, to go to jail. It was it was basically as you were. I think we have talked this in conversation about um, the courts pretty much had violated um, his Fifth Amendment rights. And we just to kind of break it down that way, and with information that you you gave. And if you had worked out a deal where you wouldn't even have to go through this process of having another trial and being convicted, technically, from my understanding, that wasn't even supposed to happen. He wasn't technically he was not supposed to go to jail and the courts pretty much violated that. So um, I look at this legally. I don't get emotional. And I know a lot of people in these kind of conversations get very emotional because mm-hmm. of the subject matter. But I, t- I tell people in the situation, you got to kind of look at all the, the, the variables that was going on legally. Uh, and some of the um, things I've read, he's always maintained like that the, um, the sexual encounters were consensual. So there's a lot of like different variations of that going on there. But in this case, because a lot of it was illegal, it was this illegal issue that, you know, the courts, I'm going to use courts um, in this situation that things happened that wasn't supposed to happen, which led it's to his um, release. So there was things that were not handled properly and that were allowed that shouldn't have happened, which caused him to go to prison. And then eventually um, his release because he had a team working with, um, working for him to help him get out of prison. So mm-hmm. that become, it's, it's re- I look at the perspective of, it's also, you know, we talked, you mentioned earlier about um, the kind of poverty component to it because yeah. uh, when an individual if he was, has- if he was poor, he would still be behind bars. He would still, he would still be behind bars. Someone would have to really like take, you know, like a, 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 be a the good instance. citizen. Yeah. I don't know necessarily instance project, but there would be somebody who um, would see that technicality situation happening in there and they would have to say, from a legal perspective and say, no, you can't, you know, you can't do this. So, um, yeah, but that was just like, I I wasn't surprised by it considering Mm -hmm. all the circumstances and things were just kind of like, something happened here, something's happening here, but it always goes down to what happened, what's going on legally to mm-hmm. say whether or not he continues to stay in there. So I, I wasn't surprised by it at all. I just said, it's well, like somebody messed up, you know, I'm like somebody messed up somewhere and it led to this thing becoming even bigger than I think what it was originally was. So I wasn't well, surprised. I, I, I wasn't surprised either that, he, that he was, you know, his, his conviction was overturned. Um, 
I did feel as though, so this is how the conversation came up for me. I was having a discussion with another person about the, the conviction of it being overturned. And um, this woman, she felt as though, you know, this is another case of, you know, African-American man being accused of something he didn't do. And of course he has the money and the power enough to um, have the right people involved to make sure that things were looked at properly so that he could be, um, have a fair trial. And I'm like, yes, that is true. I do feel that, um, that, that is true, but also, you know, reading what went wrong and how things did, what, what was said, what was done, how things were carried out. It spoke to he has very smart people defending him. And I think that the judge or I don't know if there was a jury involved or not, but um, ultimately they knew that that sentencing him was not going to stick. They knew that that uh, that the testimony that he gave saying that he gave uh, quaaludes to women. He knew that when he was saying it, that it was not going to be used. Well, it was agreed that it was not going to be used in, in court. And ultimately it was. Those individuals know that. They're, they're lawyers and they're, and they're, and they're judges and they're, they are very well aware that you cannot use your own testimony to convict a person. You can't use that person's testimony to convict them. You can't incriminate yourself in a court. They all knew that. So they knew it wasn't going to stick. But I felt like they were going to get as much time out of him as they possibly could because they felt as though he had committed a crime and he has the he has the money and the power to get around the law. I'm very careful with the word get around the law. <laughs> get around the law. <laughs> get around it. It's just kind of like the law is what it is. It's mm-hmm. you maybe you want to maybe there you think in a perspective of like loopholes and loopholes, yeah. And things yeah, like loopholes. that. And of course that could be um structured as an opinion, but I'd always just look at things as how it was presented. And um unfortunately, this is, you know, fortunately this situation you know carried out the way it did to the point where um the case ended up being the way it is um mm-hmm. and i noticed i felt pers- this is my personal opinion i just felt um you know because a, a lot of it is just because of the individual being um famous so there's a you know the variety and him like being in the in the situation that he is but i'm like you have to understand a person like bill cosby even with this you know situation being acquitted he's it's a rare thing if you want to look at probably the population of like uh, people going to prison that looks like him, I'm like, this is a, this is really a rarity. And um, unfortunately. Rare meaning you, what? Rare that, that someone of his statue being. No, someone who's, you know, a black man getting acquitted for something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have, we have black people in jail for probably lesser crimes that's serving, that have served more time, but they don't have that notoriety who is there to help them reduce sentences, things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it it, it brings out, I think it it really shows a lot of inequalities um, in our justice system, in our legal system. And how can those, what could be done to address some of those um, 
those legal inequalities, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like not every day people are arrested for giving women, given, you know, he had 50 plus accusers, women saying that he, you know, gave them, you know, had sex with them while they were not conscious. That I don't hear that every day from, from anybody that there's not something that's typical. We can be typical in a new, like we gotta be, because we're not the industry of legal industry. So we just say, typically it's not presented to the public. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. You, it's not covered in, you know, maybe not get all the attention, you know, that it would normally get, because again, um, this is dealing with so you don't think uh, social uh, status. Anything there was a man out there who had 50 plus women were, were accusing him of giving them, drugging them, having sex with them while they was unconscious. Maybe that wouldn't be newsworthy. It, it wouldn't necessarily be exactly this case. It could be other variations. I mean, what's the big issue in this one of the big issues right now in this country that a lot of people are still queasy about talking about? And that's mm-hmm. human human trafficking, particularly sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. So if you probably think from the perspective of the trafficking issue, then it's, those numbers are probably, there's probably some really num- numbers that are up there that um, in a lot of cases aren't even being like reported or covered because who's, who's, who's reporting it, who's covering it. Mm-hmm. I always say mm-hmm. it's, things are happening. It doesn't necessarily always mean we're going to get to the point where it's going to get to somebody's police station or somebody's law office, but things are happening all the time in, in various degrees. Mm-hmm. So in one case, it could be somebody's being drugged and another case somebody's being lured to be sexually assaulted or um, sexually exploited so it's it's various degrees um in the sense of when you talk about issues dealing with um sexual assault sexual abuse those kind of things so so you're saying that that is, is a possibility that if bill cosby wasn't you know, Bill Cosby, the, the the brand, the man, the the you know multimillionaire, you know, celebrity, and fifty women were all coming out, fifty plus women coming out saying that this man drugged me and uh, you know had sex with me when I sex with me while I was unconscious, um, possibly gave me drugs because you know what this reason why I was unconscious that would be something that that just would not get the media to not saying it's going to be like media frenzy you know this is bill cosby but it wouldn't get the pickup and the that we wouldn't be hearing about this case at all i would say it always it would depends on probably the unusualness of the case Mm-hmm. But that is unusual. It's, I think yeah, it's unusual. plus women yeah. <laughs> saying that you drug them, you know, I, I think that's unusual. It's unusual for that large amount. It could be. I mean, it, it, it again, it depends on the state, what's happening in the news itself, that mm-hmm. why would somebody who pretty much doesn't have a, you know, uh, like if you don't, if you're not well known in the community, like I said, it has to be really unique. 
because mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with stuff on the media side, there's a lot of stories coming in and your average news broadcast is how many minutes? You have 30 minute show, hour show. Yeah, it's like 20, on the 20, network 22 minutes. At the I mean, local most, level. Yeah, it's like you get, I think it's less than a third is actually the show itself. You know, uh-huh. most of uh-huh. it's just commercials. So yeah, yeah. It's, you don't get a lot of news time and it's not a lot of news dedicated to, um, to just people breaking the law unless it's something that's so odd and so mm-hmm. unnormal that it gets that kind of news attention. Right. And so, I, yeah, go ahead. So for example, it's interesting. Like if you notice, you, know, how, you always hear like Florida always have the weirdest news. You oh, know, yeah. so all those, well, there, there's like a bad law. Salts. There's like a law or something in Florida, I think with some of the arrests, it's like things are public or made public. So a lot of anything in it, probably any and everything that gets reported and it becomes public knowledge, you can pull it up and make a story. That may not happen in other states, but I think Florida is one of those states where that happens. And that's why you get so much content coming out of Florida because of the access people have to to find out like public records and so forth. So if you see, you read and you go and check these public records and something weird happens in Florida, um, you can do a story out of it. And then that's why Florida has the recognition it has. So can you imagine if other states had similar laws like that? You probably have similar, like this, um, the stories coming out of of those states because of the laws that are in place. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a factor that comes in too. Um, How much of when these things are reported, you know, are they reported? And then once they get into these kind of databases and so forth, how many people are looking at them to do stories and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting how, um, you know, information is presented to the public. Yeah, because I believe that so news is 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 created. You know, news is mm-hmm. is uh is made. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and there's even situations where people time like this story will <laughs> be news on this day. You know, and choosing a, a time and that you know this is going to be um, become news. Right. So, that, yeah. That's what PR people do. <laughs> yeah, that's what PR people are, are paid for. Yeah, they you get know? paid to make news for their organization. Yeah. So <laughs> do you feel as though, you know, I, I mean, I, my issue with it is, and, and I don't feel like any laws should not be broken to get someone to arrest someone. You should be arrested for the crime that you do. Um, and you should have a fair trial. All the laws should be followed when in any case, you know, there should never be a time where we're not following the laws. If even if someone you believe someone has done something wrong or you believe that someone's booking the law, you have to put them on trial for the law that they break in and also follow the protocol that comes along with that. And obviously for the Bill Cosby situation, it was not followed because, you know, the law is that a person can't incriminate themselves with their own testimony. And that that was broken, and that was a technicality that he, you know, that overturned his his uh, his sentence, uh-huh. from what I've read. But then there's the other thing about you know, hey, this man from from what I believe, and based on what I've read and listened to the women who come forth and said that they have they were um, drugged and raped by Bill Cosby that I believe what they, they said. I think these women are women who can be believed. A lot of them are actresses and models. Um, and 
uh, I think that, you know, this man has a problem. He, he really has a, a, some, something, a, a screw is loose. A couple of screws are loose. So, and, and so I don't feel like he should have went to jail based off what the prosecutors were trying to prosecute, prosecute him with, but still undeniably from my perspective, he does have some screws loose. Well, I don't know Cosme or any folks personally, so I can't make no, no, I, no, mental me health personality judgment on it. I'm what I'm just one of those type of people. Um, and I know I've said this before. It just seems I don't know. I just look at it. it I look at the time period that it happened and what was going on. Um, me personally, I would stay clear of that kind of those kind of environments where those things um, mm -hmm. typically take place. You can call me somebody conservative for that. Um, I, you know, go by the fact that, you know, the, you know, it, they're the actions act the, and again, legally speaking, like, you know, these things that he was accused of is alleged. Um, unfortunately, I wish the when I hear stories like this, I wish the situation would have, um, like if these, if they felt they were, you know, taken advantage of or rape or whatever, if that's, you know, what they're saying, I wish these things would come, you know, out sooner and not let a person's social status or celebrity status get in the way of getting justice. Um, mm -hmm. that and, seems some to of them, and some of them took money and, and, you know, they were paid off. And that's the reason why they didn't talk or didn't say anything. And yeah, so. those things like, you know, things like that. I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm a very justice seeking person personally. So uh -huh. I would like to, um, if I can pursue the justice component of it, if there's agreements made, then those agreements need to like be and stay in the place. And if, if things are in, especially if they're legal, because any violation of it, um, you know, it's going to have repercussions and things can go all, you know, all over the place, which is kind of sound like what the situation happened um, with Cosby, with um, Bill Cosby's case. Mm -hmm. I do look at him now as somebody older. And I said, I, I since, with him having, he's what, 83, he's now 83. And I think there's, I don't, I sense there's some kind of, um, I don't like to use work mental decline, but there's definitely something there because he's not like, how you may see some of the other and people who get out and speak, they're always like in front of the cameras, or they're talking mm -hmm. in front of mics. Everything is happening with, through a spokesperson now. And usually uh -huh. I think in a lot of those cases, that could be something um, I think, there's some health issues going on there with him is why we don't really see him talking like to the press. Do and you all think that his health issues now, the ones that he's experiencing now had, you know, have, have had impact. That was one of the reasons that he was, some of the things that are showing up now, that's just clearly evident that he has some mental capacity issues. Do you think some of those mental capacity issues was some of the reasons for his behaviors in the seventies and eighties? No, no, I just think part of it now, I mean, now we're looking at, this, you know, it's part of, you know, just part with, with some people, not all people, it's an aging issue. I think in probably in the past, my interpretation is just the, the lifestyle um, he was around during that time period. I mean, I mean, that's kind of, you know, in that industry is just what it is. It's just it's Hollywood isn't necessarily known as a very like friendly place in that respect is not i mean we know there's a lot of kind of oh hard, the harvey on. weinsteins of the of the world right those the kind of things movement. yeah 
which that's mean- another which that's is very interesting to see how well, that's another topic the me too movement itself and some of the challenges like that's going on now within um some of the leadership and things involved in that so i just look at it as just kind of like unfortunately the culture you know um it's not always a healthy culture um, I'm, I'm really, I can, because I'm into issues around human trafficking, sex trafficking, and, um, especially abuse of minors. That's always been some of the concerns about that industry for me mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. how a lot of people have turned a blind eye to things because of people who have power and, um, they allowed this to go on for so long, it, you know, it's, it, it this and again the repercussions that comes out years later. So it's just it's one of those things when I when I hear Hollywood, I'm kind of just like, yeah, you kind of you may have to kind of just like, yeah, just step back. From so some you of think those that that you've become or we've become, um, I don't know, I would say numb, or for lack of a better word, maybe numb, but it's sort of we maybe look Not over. Necessarily. Not necessarily numb. Um, it's part of, it's just been known as part of the culture for so long. So it's kind of like, it is what it is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So not exactly. No, I, I get what you're saying. You're yeah, saying that, just, you know, the stuff that we had out of, out of, out of Hollywood is so crazy sometimes and it's sort of expected. Uh-huh. So when we hear crazy stuff sometimes out of Hollywood, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, some, we go. Some people well, say, um. Holly, people call it. I hear people call Holly, it Holly weird. You say, Holly weird. Oh, Jackie, that's Holly weird. I was <laughs> like, oh, weird. that's a new weird, but yeah, yeah I've heard that <laughs> phrase before too. You know that. So it's sort of, it's sort no. of like you know there is a, a low expectation, or it gets a, a five minutes people's attention and people you know are in shock and awe, and then it's like oh well. So that mentality also I think is a part of it too. I don't think it's a healthy um, mentality that we sort of look over certain things and go, oh, well, that's that's highly weird. And, you know, there are individuals who may be crying out saying, you know, this happened to me. It was horrible. I was afraid to say anything because this person was powerful or I didn't accept this money for for, for to keep quiet. And then we go, oh, it's highly weird, whatever. You know, you get you you sign. Not everybody. Up. Some people. <laughs> some people. It's some. Was, yeah. <laughs> some people, in terms of, are looking over things and saying, "Oh, this Holly weird." Are people saying that um, I, um, the person who's been um, victimized, saying, "Oh well, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything because." this person is in power and it may affect my chances of having success in Hollywood, Holly weird Hollywood. Which one are you, are you, you referring to? This is, it's, I just get concerned because I just see it as culture. I, mm-hmm. I remember just growing up hearing stories about, cause I was always at one point, I mean, I was, because of communications work and the television work, television work I did, I've always, heard about kind of the stories that come from Hollywood. That's why I've always been big on doing my own thing. You know, the the things about, you know, the stories about the casting couch and things like that. So there was this weird, like, 
thing coming out that I used to always hear. There's always like some connection about if that's like kind of sleeping your, your way to get in or get mm-hmm. to the top kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just it didn't seem like, you know, it didn't seem like a, a healthy environment to um, want to pursue and be in. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just my take. That's sometimes yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, it's just like, and I'm just always surprised to hear stories how um, people get, you know, they get caught up in, I think they get caught up in the hype and the celebrity of the person and so forth and so on. But this person is still like a human being at the end of the day, and they're capable right. of doing good and bad things. Mm-hmm. And because they have this public image as a celebrity, and they're put on a pedestal, which is a big mistake to do. It's like, do not put celebrities yeah. on the pedestal, do right. not make them your spokesperson, all that kind of stuff. Don't do it. They're they're human beings just like you. And unfortunately, situations like this um, do happen. And in a lot of cases, there are legal things. People are signing legal agreements um, to keep their mouth shut because they don't want the bad press. And those women, I think, did not say anything in the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s because they, number one, I think many of them, um, settled out of court and signed non signed um, non disclosure agreement in NDAs, mm-hmm. um, accepted money, uh, uh, felt that it was going to impede their ability to succeed in that business. So I felt like those are reasons why no one said anything. And do you feel that since they didn't say anything? If they even if they accepted money or they didn't accept money or they was in fear that they would their their they would jeopardize their careers, do you feel that since they didn't say anything in the seventies and eighties and nineties and and however long it was since they it the incident actually happened, should they be saying anything now or when they finally did? In I, the, well, the twenty twenties. That's, that's, that's kind of a hard question because i mean a hard question to answer because again that you start you start getting that legal thing again so mm-hmm. it's a matter of whether or not they did sign any agreements yeah, now yeah, if they, it's your if opinion. they didn't you, if they you, didn't sign agreements then you're you're good to go because you're not under any kind of you know they have a statute of limitations though because you know well that would be that's the legal that'd be the legal component what's the statute mm-hmm. limitations when did mm-hmm. it happen where did mm-hmm. it happen you know, each again, mm. each state or city, what have you, they have their own kind of laws around that. And, and unfortunately, that's um, that happens. That's kind of I guess that might be kind of also similar with the whole Emmett Till situation. Right. For years, I've used medicinal herbs because they are a great way to flush your kidneys and gallbladder, strengthen your immune system, de-stress your heart, and increase proper blood flow. Medicine Man Plant Co. is a Texas-based company that believes in using state-of-the-art best practices enforced by the FDA to ensure the best quality of herbs. Their herbs are blended from the world's best ancient plants and mushrooms proven effective across thousands of years. Medicine Man Plant Co. uses modern science to powder and compress easy-to-swallow herbal capsules. They are powerful, quality herbs that help you stay healthy. Try their Stone Breaker Pill if you want to flush your kidneys and gallbladder. The Blood Pressure Pill will help promote proper blood flow and circulation and also addresses high blood pressure. The Uric Acid Pill will keep your joints and extremities clean and pain-free. 
So go to www.medicinemanplantco.com to begin receiving herbal medicine like the liver pill, which will power up and protect your liver and detoxify your body, or even the immune pill that will defend your body and support and strengthen both your innate and active immune systems. Again, that's www.medicinemanplantco.com. Mm-hmm. What do you isn't that, I don't know if that's one of the similar cases with, you know, it's like when people, people are now starting to reveal that, you know, that they weren't honest about what happened with the situation with Emmett Till saying that, oh, well, he didn't do this. He didn't do this. You know, Emmett Till didn't do these things and he was, you know, murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, no one and, can. And Emmett Till was the young man back in, I think the 50s, the 50s. Mm-hmm. where um, a white woman said that he, that he whistled, he was, from original New York City visiting family in the South. I can't remember exactly what city it was in in the South, but in the South, and he was whistling at a so-called whistling at a white woman, just what she said. And later that night, uh, several white men came to his um, family's house. I can't know if it was uncle or his aunt who was visiting and took him with them. And then when they found him again, he was, you know, body was basically decomposing in a, uh, in a lake, in a river. Right. Well, he's from Chicago, so just okay. Make sure had it. It was, it was oh, Chicago. I'm sorry. From he's from Chicago, and right. Um, and he, yeah, and it was in Mississippi. 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 What happened? Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's kind of that, and that's where the thing. See, that's kind of the issue, right? It's like you have one case where, you know, somebody admitted that they weren't telling the truth about a case, a situation. And the statute of limitations, I think, is in place where that person can't be prosecuted. And then you kind of do it on the flip side here with um, Cosby's case, where he is, he was prosecuted. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it's real. That's kind of the concerns I tend to have with these kind of you know these kind of like cases and situations. Again, going back to again a lot of the inequality. I guess that's why I wasn't really riled up like some other people were about the whole Cosby case because I look at various degrees of what else is happening in this country when it comes to issues of statutes of limitation and um, issues with people of power when they get or celebrity or with a celebrity status that get caught up in these kind of like scandals and how mm-hmm. did these legal things play out in each case because it seems like a lot of times they're not always the same you know get the same kind of like results at the end mm-hmm. and how much of it is influenced by one's economic status or social status in this society. So it's, it's kind of really, it's really hard to say like, because um, mm. each case is like just so different. Different. So yeah, in a case with Cosby, if there was a statute of limitations situation, well, yeah, that plays in a lot. Um, if people sign legal documents and pretty much settle, I feel like to some degree, when you settle, you're pretty much, that you're ending it this is how you decided to handle the situation mm-hmm. so if you decided to sign that document and be done with it this is the way you're going to end it then that's the way you end it and if you didn't decide to sign an nda or you didn't have that presented to you there is that option to pursue you know to pursue legal action if mm-hmm. you know if, if you can do it based on again yeah the but that's the, that's the thing the the woman who the woman who sent bill cosby to prison she accepted five million dollars only reason why um the case went to trial because she 
the statute of limitations, you know, had, hadn't, I think it, something had to do with statute of limitations not running out or have run out. And I think and it, that was was, it probably maybe it run out or something. Did it run out? I think, I, I think it I'm, ran out. It, it was, yeah, I know it was like it was a day. That. I think they had like one more day, if I'm not mistaken, or something. Uh, and okay. and for her to 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 press charges or something like that. So, um, but the, but the bottom line is that she did accept in 2015 or 16. She accepted five million dollars from Bill Cosby because she settled out of court. Mm -hmm. So money was accepted. The question okay. I'm asking, you know, asking people are, you know, do you, do you feel as though because she accepted this money and she set it out of court, should that be like you were saying, she should, you know, move on because, you know, you agreed to that, that this was enough for you, enough money for you to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't know about basically. enough money, the arrangement, let's say the arrangement. It was, it was the yeah. arrangement enough, the arrangement. But, you know, yeah. I, if yeah. you decide put your name on it, it, it must be, because if it wasn't enough, then you wouldn't put your name on it. Right. You know? Um, uh, so that's the question on, on, on one hand, I think that all those are the legal, the legal, the legal things about it, but on the spiritual side of it, um, this person has committed um, a a crime. You did know? he? Did, how, how do you how do you, if he, how do you know as a spiritual person he did? Because, because you, if you're, you're, you're not well, a because you're not obviously you're not God, right? No, so I mean, oh, you, of course how not. Do you, no. How do you determine from a spiritual perspective that he's guilty without coming across judgmental? Well, I've, you know, I'm not a virgin, <laughs> so I've had, I've had sex with people before. I've had sex with people before, and um, no one has ever um, accused me that I'm aware of, of um, saying, hey, this DJ has slept with me while I was unconscious. Um, uh, I was not awake have given me drugs um during the process of any part of the date no one has has ever did that um mm -hmm. so uh for someone to say you know 50 plus women um who i think are are intelligent women i mean some of them are are sheroes people that present themselves as because we don't know <laughs> Well, you know, all, all 50 could be liars. <laughs> all 50 could be liars. And, um, but uh, that, if there is even just one person out of that 50 plus women, if one person experienced being drugged and, ha and, and without their permission and being violated, even even being drugged without permission, that's a, to me, a, violation of someone's humanity that's just my feeling towards that okay so yeah so you're generally speaking this from the perspective of when two people or people because <laughs> you know, uh -huh. might be two uh, when when people decide to engage in sexual activity there should be some form of consensual agreement yes definitely right? so i guess with between the two partners is they will have to determine um, what that agreement looks like, right? What is the agreement? What determines um, consensual sex? 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just speaking, gen- you know, just mm-hmm. generally, like, general. what is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. I said, again, I don't know what happened when we're down. Don't, don't know any of that. Um, but definitely if women felt violated, you know, they definitely need to come forward and, um, and, and, and share that and share that. Um, I just feel personally, don't let someone's social status intimidate you. Um, mm-hmm. from not um, from not moving forward and pressing charges and so forth if need be. Because I think, I, I just think, again, this celebrity worship thing, it has to really, it really has to like cease. It really, I mean, I, for me, I, for me personally, I think it has to cease. Um, because mm-hmm. again, it, it comes up with a lot of unhealthy, um, you know, unhealthy The person issues. will, will continue to 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 do it yeah you don't stop the cycle it's like a cycle right right? if you don't break the cycle if you don't stop the cycle it just continues to happen and you have to also put into place and that's kind of what kind of sort of what the me too movement as i said that's another topic to discuss but that's kind of sort of what the me too movement which i call probably the second wave of me too movement because originally was founded by African-American woman pushing, you know, her, her message with the Me Too movement. And then some people feel it was co-op by the dominant society. I totally understand how they feel about that as well. But um, the Me Too movement, that's kind of the thing that was supposed to, that was what it was supposed to be, like women expressing um, those concerns about being sexually harassed, sexually, um, you know, violated and so forth. And Again, look how long, but look how long it took the Me Too movement to really take off. It had to be a face of the dominant culture for it really for it to be taken seriously. So then again, you kind of look at it and like there's this race factor again. It's just like when the black woman was talking about Me Too, you didn't hear a lot about it at the level you start to hear it, where then it just became everything because now it had a different face to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, we, we I, that's why I get concerned with sometimes black people jumping in all these kind of like things that's really, um, when you really dissect it, it's like, well, why should we, you care now because there's another face in the messaging. Where were you when it was you, people who looked like you and not to discredit people's experiences or what they went through. But I'm always concerned sometimes in the midst of really like pushing to see justice for people. Mm-hmm. It has that again narrative of it has to be like a white woman to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So you feel as though those women, 50 plus women that, that came out against Bill Cosby, and I, I can't remember the woman's name who started the Me Too the black woman's name who started the Me Too movement. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's Tamara that, Burke. That's her name. Okay, Tamara oh, Burke. Tamara Burke, yeah. And those 50 plus women were not confident enough to come out against Bill Cosby under Tamara Burke's uh movement or her initiative, but they felt confident enough to speak up when this other woman who's a white woman this actress spoke up and said that Harvey Weinstein um, violated her. Race is always impending undertow or overtow mm-hmm. in every single situation. 
um, in this country because racism has been always been a, a, a large aspect of this country. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, that's fact. I mean, I know a lot of some people live in an ideas, mm. that idealistic view of of a myth. <laughs> that like mm. race isn't an issue but it is it's in it was in the founding documents the stuff they didn't teach you in school i mean the united states of mm. america was created to be a white race nation that's yeah, why you look racist. at that same the founding yeah. documents also declare the indigenous and the enslaved not even human said they call them what you know that the slave africans was three-fifths of a human and indigenous was referenced as savages. This is the foundation. Yeah, and it, there's always and salt, salt in the soup. And it's part of the culture, unfortunately. Because it's yeah. continued to be, you know, taught and it's implemented through areas of society, including policy. That's true. And so yeah. that's one that's, that's the the one of the aspects of this Bill Cosby situation is is, you know, race is a part of it. Like I said, another part of it is um how flawed our court systems are, especially towards, and I say, you know, to me, I, you know, I'm always saying to people, you know, the number one crime in this country is being black and poor. And then because, you know, Bill Cosby got off, but he would not have gotten off and he would never be, his, his conviction would never been overturned if he wasn't a rich person. He didn't have money, didn't have power. And then third aspect of it is, is that the respect that I, you know, really look at is the third issue, the, the three like, the three prone issue, the third prone is the one that I really focus on, is the spiritual aspect of it that this person, you know, to me, my opinion, has some 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 real fucked up issues in terms of um what turns him on sexually. What are your closing I mean, thoughts? <laughs> I look at it that was years ago. I just mm-hmm. see now the guy who's 80 something years old, late, well, late 70s. He doesn't have 80s. a lot of beat on anymore. He can't even get it up without having some uh, Cialis, uh, some, uh, the red pill. It, it definitely looks like he has some health issues. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think there's also a mental decline going there. He, he may not, you know, you may not remember or you're you're just spewing out things and you're like, where is this coming from? Um, and I, I caught this in one of the um, things. This is when I knew I said, okay, there, he's going through some kind of mental decline. You know, he's, he's walking with his people and people are, you know, media doing what the media does, um, asking him questions. And it was just this random comment. He was like, he, he used the foul voice. He just said, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Now, some people who like the show or who are fans of Cosby, whatever, they may find that funny and cute. But I said, no, this guy is, there's, mm-hmm. he might be dealing with dementia or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, when you see Harvey Weinstein and he's with that walker, because you see him every time you see him on the news now, he has that walker. And, um, and he looks pretty sick when I see him on the news going now. I think he's now being tried in a different state now. Um, do you feel as though, you know, he deserved that same kind of sympathy for the, you know, the old age that he's experiencing and the sickness that he's going through? No, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I'm not looking at sympathy for both of them. It's just kind of what is. It's just mm-hmm. like in Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I, he was definitely more powerful than Cosby. 
and he got away with a, probably a lot of there's probably stuff that still hasn't even come out no nah, they haven't even him. been the, they haven't even sliced you know they it's haven't just even... it's just part i think in his case so, his a lot it appeared that a lot of his health stuff started when he it because of the circumstances of him being in prison like being in prison and the stress and probably all the other stuff taking toll on him i think it's the effect of him now being in that situation he's in versus cosby who's that's oa i mean that's age he's getting older that's what's happening it's a health issue but mm-hmm. weinstein is definitely the stress the emotional stress he's probably dealing with now um, because of all the, you know, he, he, all the stuff is coming, you know, talk about the full circle is coming to circle. Now all the stuff he's been doing for years is coming full circle. And now he's in a different environment. He's not in the environments that he used to be in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is affecting his health, but it's not like in a sense of Cosby where I'm just like, yeah, dementia that, you know, Weinstein doesn't have dementia. He's, I don't think he has dementia. He's not up in there in that, yet, in that age yet or some kind of mental decline that's the stress from being under the stuff he's dealing with now but mm-hmm. i don't have no i don't have i mean either way i mean i'm just impartial i don't have any it's, it's part of the process they're dealing with this these are you know that's the thing he's dealing with with his situation based on what he has done over the years i see a lot of stuff with weinstein as stress because if you were walking around fine dandy one minute you go and now you're in these like prisons or holding cells or whatever they're doing with him and then you come out and you're like walker yeah that's stress you're in you're in a, in a totally different environment you don't know what's going to happen to you, you you're just kind of like it's a it's a total 180 for where he used to be but mm-hmm. honestly no i don't have personally i don't have because <laughs> i felt he lived from him being that industry i'm sure he lived a pretty good life yeah yeah i think both of them live pretty good lives um and uh and you know, regardless of his dementia or if it's just the stress of dealing with the crimes that you committed and being dragged around state to state because you have to, you know, go through all these hearings. Um, I think it's just, you know, um it's just sad. I think it's just very, very sad for it's both a, people. A, yeah, it's a, I think it's a fortunate situation for everyone involved. I think it's mm-hmm. just it's really unfortunate. But that's, again, when you speak from things spiritual, that's, I guess, that's the importance of, like, a lot of spiritual people like to talk about raising consciousness and elevating consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that has to be the collective of people who, is, who have to set new standards now. It's like, this is not going to be the standard of how we do things in Hollywood. This is why that Me Too movement was, I guess, important. They were calling out the stuff in Hollywood. What are the standards you're going to set moving forward? that's going to stop this kind of behavior happening in your profession, in your mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or some people, that's why you see a lot of people now are moving away. And again, the, ind- the independent productions and things like that are being created right now because they are saying, I don't want to deal with that. Those, you know, the, the, whether it's discrimination or the, the, the sexual like challenges, issues, the harassment, that kind of thing that's happening in that industry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm going to do my own thing now. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want to deal with the the the, the craziness the problems, and the nonsense, the, cra- the problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, definitely think that um, I think that you know karma is you know karma is is you know it's it's, it's a bitch <laughs> you know <laughs> and, well, she, you know, and she and she's a fierce one you know well, people and, you know it's like in some traditions they do talk about that like the reaping and sowing it's just a matter mm-hmm. of being mindful of what you you put out there 
Yeah. Whatever you do, whatever you say, are you going to be able to handle whatever consequences come back at you? And right. unfortunately, in just in some cases, people they create a problem that they don't need to create. They really it's like you. Unfortunately, people have agendas, and they create problems that or situations where these. I mean, I'm not, and this is not in a sense. This is just the cultures again. You know, if you're married, you probably should be with your wife. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm uh, saying? Uh, and if on. you know the man is married, <laughs> you should probably stay away. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's like, right. don't, don't create. create. Yeah. If you don't start no mess, won't be none. Right. That's, that's, what we, <laughs> that's how we grew up. They're like, you don't start anything, won't be anything. So I, and I didn't like starting anything. <laughs> I heard Unless that. good things. It's like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not a drama. I'm not into drama. So a it's drama. like. If it if, if, if it sounds like it could become a, a problem, let's not make it a problem. I heard yeah. Because I mean, so, you know, I, again, like you talk about karma, I'm like, you know, you strive for good karma. So um, yeah. what can I do to continue to create good karma? And if I do things that are a mistake that could be not so good karma, what can I do to rectify that situation to make it better? Yeah, that's called the law of grace, you know? And I think that that, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. And I think how we put people, like you said earlier, put people on the pedestal. And, yeah, and not and, put people and, on the pedestal. That's the big one. And, and that's, I think we still, I think it's subconsciously we do that, subconsciously putting people on pedestals for the good they do or even the bad they do. And I mm -hmm. think that that's, uh, you know, a mistake because then you have this thing that you're going to have to deal with, you know, when you're asking yourself, should I listen to, you know, R. Kelly's song? Should I watch, a, you know, the Cosby show? And it's like, you know, because you put a person on the pedestal, you feel as though I can't watch just listen to this because this person is failed. And I'm like, I never put him on the pedestal anyway. So I never have to, you know, question, should I listen to this song or should I watch this show? Because they never been that for me anyway. I think, you know, well, I'm able I guess to go ahead. I look at it from a perspective of money and like, did you financially contribute to any of these individuals? And if you admit the answer is no, I'm like. Yeah, but I mean, there's some crazy people who do artwork. I mean, there's some crazy artists out there. I mean, crazy artists that, have, that you know, um, musical, musical artists and visual artists, um, you know, that and crazy people have done, you know, just everyday people and we purchase and we buy. Um, and they and they may reap, reap the benefits of it. Maybe their their uh, families reap the benefit of it. But we support so many people that are on the wrong side of life, make the bad decisions. But the question is, is that are we angry at them or not? If we're angry, are we, are we still mad at him? Okay, well I don't listen to his music. You know, oh, oh we still pissed off at him what he did. Well, I'm not going to support that. So it's like. Yeah. I feel like, you know, what, what is the line here? You know, it's about my enjoyment. If I'm going to enjoy something, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm able to separate the artist, the art from the artist. Yeah, that's, I was going to say separate the art from the artist. And then the other thing in this culture, in this society, I see a lot is the selective outrage. And that's, what, and that's kind of my take with the Cosby What, oh, selective outrage? Yeah. I use, I, I, I use an example. My, my favorite example, um, we, like things like 9-11, um, Holocaust, um, some other major events where they tell people to never never forget. 
But when you talk about slavery, what did they tell you with slavery? Oh, get over it. Get over it. Yeah. So I'm like, watch or like another time that came up was with with what's his name? Um, the the former football. I don't even know if he still plays football. Um, Michael Vick. So everybody okay. was people were saying I'm not going to forgive him and this that you da 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 da. But we're but then again I said um yeah but they'll tell say that so I said um yeah but they'll tell black people again to get over it or we should forgive and move on or move, they tell us to move on. So Michael Vick's thing happened years ago, and you're still mad about that. But if we're still upset with all the injustices as a people we've experienced here, you're telling us to get over it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I shut those conversations down with people quickly because I'm like, no, that's to me, that's disrespectful because you're telling me that your things are more important than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not to negate anything else. And it's dismissive. Granted, it's just dismissive. And, you're being dismissive. And, yeah. Yeah. That's what it you is. You don't like it because it makes you, you don't, you don't like it because it, it makes you feel a certain way, a, a, uncomfortable in a certain way. Yeah, it makes you feel convicted from for, that you're benefiting from the results of that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's definitely um, another, you know, part of the conversation, you know, when you in, in the way say, you know, that there's salt in, in all the soup, you know, right. salt in everything. So, so that's what it said. That's why sometimes I see what the Cosby situation was selective outrage, because I said, mm. you know, think again, we're going back to things like, you know, you have a human trafficking problem, you have a pedophilia problem, you have a lot of you know, sexual kind of misconduct and abusive behaviors out here. But mm. we're still only focusing on like the power players, the people who are celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Cause I said, yeah, can you imagine if the if the consciousness shift? Well it is shifting. You know, I believe the work that we're doing is definitely shifting consciousness, maybe not as fast as we would like, but I think that the work that we do does shift consciousness i think that this conversation that we're having and the people that are listening to it are giving them some thoughts that they maybe hadn't hadn't thought about before and maybe they're giving them a perspective that they haven't considered so um so i mean now we're doing doing the work yeah so how yeah. can people get a hold of you oh cool um i'll say the best way to reach me is through my TV Productions website, that's www.interfaithconnections, with the S at the end, .com. And um, you can find me there. Or if you're interested in you know, joining the meetup to hang out with us virtually on Pub Theology, you can go to meetup.com forward slash Interfaith Connections. And you can reach out to me on both platforms. And I'll include those links inside of the show description. And also uh, any other links that uh, that Jackie provides me so you can get a hold of her. And as well, you can get in contact with me. I have my information down in the uh, show descriptions and description. And I'm so thankful that Jackie joined us this week. Uh, and if you missed part one of our conversation, I will leave the link to part one of our discussion. And um, and definitely she'll be back in the future hopefully to have more wonderful, wonderful conversations because she's so insightful. Um, And so thank you, Jackie, for joining us. Oh, sure. You're welcome. Always great to share um, my perspective on things with you and your audience. Definitely enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the invitation. You're welcome. I take care. Bye. Bye.